You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take a 
listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition that asks elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, 
civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk. RadioNetwork.com, and I'm your host, Baba Oshi, Hotel Family. Hope everything is well with you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you get a chance. To, hope you had a chance to do all the things that you want to do, must do, can do, should do, and will do, hoping to, that the weather was accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, it was not. And you know it must be done. You got it done. Because that's the kind of brother and sister that you is. That's why you, we give you much love and much respect. You keep on getting it done. That's right. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific. Any other time around the world, but if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to This call may be recorded or transcribed. At timeforanawakening.com. That's right, timeforanawakening.com. Don't go to TuneIn. Don't go to, go to timeforanawakening.com. On the right side of the page, you'll see the link for the broadcast. No commercials, uninterrupted. Okay? Simple as that. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now, let me see. Is this a number that I know? Uh, I, I, I apologize, family. I became a little startled. And, uh, you know, that's part of the, for the course with me being startled. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Saw an Albuquerque number and I thought it was, thought it was Baba. But um, hopefully uh, they'll stick around and listen and we'll engage in some conversation. Um, other program we have here on Time for an Awakening, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. All times are going to give our, sin, our Eastern time, Eastern times, on Friday and Sunday, Fridays and Sundays. Time for an Awakening on Friday at 8 p.m. with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard, and on Sunday at 7 p.m. With, once again with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And also, too, on Thursdays, because Brother Elliot announced it, Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement with Brother Lumumba at 7 from 7 to 8 on Thursdays. And then um, on Saturdays from, from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council, the Sankofa Elders Council from 7 to 9, right here on Time for an Awakening Radio. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. Webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tahimba, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, next week, the 16th, he's going to uh, take a group of our brothers and sisters to Tanzania, November 16th through the 27th, Tanzania. Then in December, next month, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, to a March 29th to April 9th, 2024, Liberia. July 11th to July 23rd, 2024, Ghana. November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet. And then December 24th to January 4th, the same time frame next year. So December 24th to January 4th, 2025, Azenia. April 1st to April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. And of course, brothers and sisters, go to the website, everything you need. To make that trip of a lifetime is there. 
okay? They, they, they give you information about uh, land sales and investments and repatriation and Pan-African communities in Ghana. All of this right there, all the paperwork that you may need, shots, and visas, and so forth. Africa for the Africans.org. If you want to listen, to, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Yep. So, Habasha. Habasha Incorporated. Habasha. Helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad. And of course, the projects that they have here locally, the Habasha Works Program, all of these sustainable uh, programs, sustainable agricultural programs, Black Tar Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs. But they also have a co- uh, the project in Ghana, the Kashi Project, beautiful buildings and so forth. But go online, check it out. Habasha Incorporated.org. The LEDGE Group, LEDGE, stands for Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. They deal in the four areas of human necessity, human vitality, (laughs) and without it, we don't live, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six different countries and over 170 employees and over 260 members. Become a member of the LEDGE Group, Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Abibiatumi.com. Brothers and sisters, Abibiatumi is dedicated to the complete and total liberation of African people and the modern Kemetic land. The African people throughout the Kemetic world from under domination of Eurasians and and their anti-African, anti-collaborators as well. As such, Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, seeks to reclaim and recreate systems and tools designed by African people for the benefit of African people in the interest and complete and total, that's right, African liberation, self-preservation, self-determination, and sovereignty and the survival in each and every area of human activity. Abibiatumi.com The other two websites are down for right now. Smy Pharmacy, S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. Smy Pharmacy is down right now, as well as um, Brother Moses West Foundation. Moses West Foundation is down at this time. So, but we'll continue on. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar. This past weekend at Wadada's, they had on Sunday, yesterday and Saturday, vegan dishes. They had the entertainment smoothies and fruit drinks and all kind of good stuff at the Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta. Wadada's. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia. The holidays are coming up, brothers and sisters, what you should do. Give books. Send a child a book. Friend a book. Yeah. Make that the kind of gift. They have a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, t-shirts, figurines, and so much more. The Mendu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, 404-346-3263, 404-346-3263. 
other bookstore we promote is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar, located in uh, the west, excuse me, located in Lithonia, which is east of here, east of Atlanta, off of I-20, take I-20 heading east towards Augusta. Exit, exit 74. When you make that exit, make a left. Now you're headed north, about a mile. On the left will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. My good friend and brother, Brother Kazende Ajambu, proprietor. Or you want to give him a call? Please do so at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the Black Dot. Head it back in your car. Head back the other way. So now you're going south on the main street coming out of Lithonia. And you're getting to I-20. Make a left, so you're still headed east. The next exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Make a right, three lights, make another right, and there will be the new Black Wall Street Market on the left. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa Cooperative Economics. Every Thursday night, they have a Thursday night broadcast from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. But if you want to call to listen or you have questions, comments, or concerns, dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop Located in Macon, not open on Mondays, but open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Macon, Georgia. Brother B just got it going on, man. He's got everything in that shop, believe me. Give him a call at 478-256-1166, 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. Sun God Essential, one-stop natural shop located in the uh, 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall. Booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. 404-434-7963. Sanjay Dash Haiti. Brothers and sisters, Sister Gabby has been doing outstanding work with our young children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. She deserves our support. In fact, if we don't support her, who will? Go go to the website, Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Um, Baba Baruti didn't have the uh, program this past Saturday. He's saving it for another day. And uh, so, but I'm going to read from the Enya Sassim. And next week, Monday, next week, Monday, Baba Baruti will be my guest. We're truly looking forward to that. You know, lots to talk about. In fact, just like next week, Monday, Baba Baruti will lead some of our discussion today. That's right. November 5th, the claim to an absolute ultimate truth is a psychological necessity for the European mentality. 
my dear sister, Dr. Marimba Anuluga, the claim to an absolute ultimate truth is a psychological necessity for the Yoruba, for the man, for their mentality. Yeah. That's just like their religion. That's, that's one of the uh, chapters in Yoruba that I read a number of times is on the religion, why Christianity has to be historical. Other religions say no, but they have to be historical, of which it is not. Okay? Of which it is not. But Nimrod said it has to be. Everybody else's religion is bullshit. Okay? Theirs is truth. Theirs is. <laughs> what makes the European mind unique is it is its imperialist, supremacist strivings. So in this political context, the questions and answers of science end up being nothing more than attempts to academically endorse the premeditated lies Westerners use to live as ease with their systematic manipulation and exploitation of others. This is a major point of contrast between Africans and Europeans. Europeans see science as a means to enhance their destructive, oppressive ways. Africans, on the other hand, see it as an instrument that allows an individual or a people to enhance self. For us, then, science serves as a humane, good purpose. We cannot ignore the fact that European culture is naturally aggressively imperialistic and, and supremacist. Domination over all others is its core imperative and interest. Satisfying this hunger only begins their indulgence in a whole host of lesser but relative imperatives and interests. And since we know that science validates culture, we know that European science validates their supremacist imperialistic aggressions. It is a science of oppression. Science and oppression. Dr. Baba Jetty, Jim Shu Shahudi, Jacob Carruthers' book, Science and Oppression. It is a science of oppression and wanton aggression. Understood in this way, we can see that European science is a truly political science because it is unquestionably reflects the active, conscious, extremely biased, directed cultural mind of its bearers. A firm, I think, has an African scientist, Ashe. A firm, I think, has an African scientist. November 6. African philosophical thought is expressed both in the oral literature and in the thoughts and actions of the people. Thus, a great deal of philosophical material is embedded in the proverbs, myths, and folk tales, folk songs, rituals, beliefs, customs, and traditions of the people and in their art symbols and in their social political institutions and practices. Kwame Keshi. Proverbs reflect the accumulated wisdom of a people in a way that all other people can understand it. They give individuals what they need of their people's way, whatever their age or intellect. These wise words, proverbs, these wise words are some of the most sophisticated ways of thinking, creating better thinkers by challenging them to find deeper meaning in what they say and do. 
So we must ask ourselves, what kind of mind evolved in a reality where Proverbs are a normal part of everyday conversation? What kind of mind is produced in individuals who think in Proverbs? Also, Proverbs are the product of a calm, settled people. They come from a people who readily take the time to think enduring thoughts. It is the art of continuously thinking. Un- unlike logic, which can easily be used for evil or good, all proverbs are designed to better develop the individual's intellect, something understood in a communal, obligatory society has a benefit to the community. Ashe. Yes. Ashe. I provide, affirm, I provide proverbs to fathom my people's wisdom. Affirm, I provide proverbs to fathom my people's wisdom. Yes, sir, fam. To Inya, Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Um, somehow, family, my phone ain't working, man, the sound. So the piece I was going to play on Muammar Gaddafi, you know, this is about, I don't know, about 20 minutes long. And also, too, I was still trying to find, uh, listen to this family, I was still trying to find a piece of Muammar Gaddafi and what Gaddafi had done for the Libyan people. You've probably seen it where it talks about what uh, in the Libyan society under Muammar Gaddafi, the the people's needs were provided for. Uh, You were married. You got a home. You you were set up. uh, Petro or gasoline or fuel was very low because of it, the society was based on the petrol dollar, you know, and of course, uh, he had a central bank and he wanted, uh, you know, in all due respect to Brother Ralph, and I love Brother Ralph, you know, I understand what he's saying, but at a time that I checked out Muammar Gaddafi under the Nation of Islam, when they, when he gave them all that money and so forth, and and when he became the president of the African Union, which, of course, I have very mis- serious misgivings at this time because of its, its ineffectiveness and its unwillingness to do what's right for African people, uh, <coughs> that they wanted to create one Africa, which, of course, is what they should do. Because, But what, what I had a problem with the piece, and that's why I wanted to play because I wanted to point that out, that problem with it. They give him credit for promoting the concept and the idea of United Africa, that's not him. That was long before him. Kwame Nkrumah, Patrice Lumumba, Dr. Sheikh Anjou Jop, all of the African deep thinkers understood this, and they promoted that. They promoted that. They understood that we must, we must have one currency. They understood that we must have one set of laws and so forth. They understood that. One health system of uh, uh, one military system. That's right. They understood that. So, you know, what Muammar Gaddafi, he's just uh, put himself into the position and, and, and had some finance. 
I'm going to tell you, when you got some money back in your ass, you can do a lot of things. Let's just be real. You know, imagine if the Africans who did have some serious money came into Africa, those on the continent and those in the diaspora who have serious money, pull that money together and say, this is what we're going to do. Get y'all asses out. France, England, Europe, Arabs, Chinese, whoever, Indians, get your asses out. We're going to control our, and see, so now here, here are these European Jews who have no real historical link to the land of Palestine, claim that they have a historical link through this religion, okay, and then they get Western society to agree to it because of uh, 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 of the uh, murders of Hitler and his regime of European Jews. And so they got to find a homeland. Well, remember, I don't know if you know this, but they were talking about Uganda. Well, of course, Uganda was also... Uh, Occupy a lot of it occupied by Indians. That's right, from India. If you've seen uh, the movie Mississippi Masala, or if you've seen um, the Idi Amin movie with uh, Forrest Whitaker as Idi Amin, you'll 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 notice that the Indians who were in Uganda and who were expelled by Idi Amin, and that showed that also in the movie Mississippi Masala. With Denzel Washington in it, you know, check that movie out, you know. But um, so, to me, the, nobody should be on African land but Africans at this time. Considering how this situation is, if there was, if we had to act together and we could help other countries outside of Africans, knowing how benevolent we are, the people that we are, I'm quite sure we would do that. But at this stage of the game, it's just like when. Um, Umar Infanteo was asked about, you know, the Palestinians and others and so forth. He said, I ain't got time for nobody else. I'm trying to get my people. I, I you know, my people are, are hurting in in you know in Africa. You know, they're hurting. I'm trying to get I ain't got time. You know, so if the Palestinians can get it together and you know, and, and stop the oppression of the uh, European Jews, so be it, fine. But I'm trying to do something for mine. I, I agree. We got to do for African people. I come on this program. I ain't talking about you doing something for somebody else. I want you to do something for us. I want you to do something for yourself. We got to do for African people. You know? So we got to, you know, assist Mali and um, other African countries who are kicking the French out. And it's about damn time, you know. So we have lots of work to do, family. You know, uh, we ain't got time for a lot of other madness. We ain't got time, seriously. You know, we ain't got time. We got to do something for us, you know, in our situation, you know. Yeah, Bikini Faso, Mali. Uh, who else is 
Zainine, Niger, Niger. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And I hope that we have many, many more brothers and sisters who are throwing off colonialism and neo-colonialism. That's right, getting rid of these Negroes. Throwing off colonialism and neo-colonialism. So, so, won't be able to play that, but we're gonna, I, I really want to, because I want us to understand, you know, uh, what Muammar Gaddafi was trying to do at that time. Uh, when he did what he did previously, hopefully, you know, he made amends, but the bottom line is we need a friend. We need somebody who is going to be in the African Union as opposed to those Negroes that are there. I'm quite sure many of those folks who are there have been trained in the West, have been trained in Europe and trained in the United States, you know. And we need to check the Chinese. We need to check everybody. We need to, we need to check everybody. So, but one of the things I'm going to talk about today, reading from... Um, Baba Rudy's book, Identity. And of course, I've read a piece on culture, but I'm going to read a piece on cultural genocide. <sighs> you know, there's no such thing as race. Okay? There is no such thing as race. Race is not a real concept. There are cultures. Cultures. Europeans devised the concept of race, giving themselves the top position with everyone else at a lower position with us at the lowest position around the world because of the influence of Europeans, of Caucasians, of Urugu. Everybody despises or has a negative image and concept of melanated people. You can have a country where maybe the vast majority of people are melanated, but the people in power, the people who run the country are non-melanated. That name say I shouldn't say they are not melanated. Are not melanated. But they look more Caucasian. They look more Caucasian. And they are running it. They're running the country. When you look at Brazil, there are more Africans, there are more Africans in Brazil than any country in the world except Nigeria. Any African country, Brazil has more Africans. Any diasporan uh, country, United States, whatever, Brazil, and we ain't running nothing. They just started developing a civil rights in about 30, 40 years ago. When we were doing it in the 60s, they started doing it in the 80s. on television, commercials, billboards, imagery, we're not there. 
That's why I'm saying to hell with that. <laughs> Damn challenging Caucasians to include us and, and, and be acceptable. Damn them. That's why Africa is the key for African people globally. We liberate Africa. We make Africa independent, self-determining, liberated, sovereign. Now, we are players in the world. And they talk about all the mineral wealth still to this day after Africa has been raped for hundreds of years, family. Hundreds of years. And they still finding gold and silver and bauxite. The technology of the world doesn't happen without Africa. And and to me, for us, for us, I don't know about you, but for me, it bothers me when I see how poor we are on the continent, how the children look and not education. They're out in the, they're out there digging up this, that, or the other, cobalt, barefooted. It bothers me because they should be in. They should be the new wave of of, of people for the elevation of Africa and technological Africa into the well into the 21st century 2030, 2040, 2050, 2060 the 22nd century we have the youngest population on the planet youngest all these so called countries that are developed we do our potential is un- is unbelievable. But we're dealing with an evil entity family. We're dealing with evil. And these folks would love for us to be wiped off the map. They would love for us to start dying. Why are these people why are Africans dying? What's happening? What happened? What, <coughs> what, what did they eat? What did they drink? What, did, what were they exposed to? Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's what might be said 30, 20, 30 years from now if we don't get our act together. Because you know, some of those diseases like Ebola and so forth, didn't happen. Couldn't get us. <laughs> Let it be known also too with COVID. We were not deeply adversely affected by COVID. Especially on the continent. We stayed outside. Got good vitamin D. That's a a good thing to help ward it off and fight it off. And our youth, we didn't have a lot of preconditions. Yes, our, our our living conditions are not ideal on the continent. No, I agree. Some areas are very unsanitary. But still, that's why we need to do this, family. That's why we need to do this. And that's why we're going through cultural genocide they want to kill us and 
get happy when we kill ourselves. And many of us do. Kill ourselves. Cultural genocide. The desert takes. The desert knows no giving. It is not in the nature of the desert to return anything but destruction. Spring water flowing to the desert. Your future is extinction. Yaikwe Arman. Yaikwe Arman. 2000 seasons. Cultural genocide. What we will call cultural side from here on out is the process of killing a culture through shredding the material and non-material traditions through which it is transferred from one generation to the next. Cultural side fully disconnects a culture's people from any sense of meaningful interaction or affinity with it. In fact, when successful, it turns its people completely away from and even against it. We're shamed. We're shamed of our culture. We're shamed to be African. I understand when you look at Africa, how they how they project it, how they show it on television, how they look at what I just mentioned about having all these cultural um, mineral riches, but yet pathetically poor. You feel bad. You feel ashamed. I understand. But I don't. I'm hurt by it, but I don't. Because I see the potential of that little barefoot boy, little dark-skinned boy, little boy with all that mud on his face because he's been out there digging up cobalt for pennies while we pay for these all these flat-screen TVs and all the stuff that the Japanese make, all the stuff that the Koreans make, all the stuff that the Chinese make, all the stuff that is made here and in Europe and not Africa. Since I said that, you know what I thought about, right? That asshole, Howard Nicholas. Africa must remain poor. We must keep Africa poor. This arrogant ass. Go on YouTube, Howard Nicholas periodically listen to him understand what this man is saying understand what is not, what is in operation at this time though often masked behind intense denial self-abusive rationalization it brings immeasurable pain to a people it is a wicked, ungodly, unforgiving thing to do any, to do it to any people, no matter their nature or condition. It is. This is evil. This is wicked. Yet it is with, it is what those without affection, emotion, conscious, or divinely connected melanin have been committed against us for the last four millennium, four thousand years, and they continue this unprovoked cultural side because they know that in order for them 
to succeed in their crusade for global domination, we, of all people, must be culturally eradicated. For we are the, just like what you see, the eradication before your very eyes, the Palestinian people. Hell no, we ain't calling no ceasefire. That asshole said, we ain't calling no ceasefire because if we call a ceasefire, that'll give them a chance to regroup, Hamas a chance to regroup. But no, with the United States and other countries and because they're protesting around the world, I mean, that's great to see people are protesting on behalf of Palestinian people, understanding what's happening. But no, we just want to do a little suspension, a little postponement of it so we can get supplies in and so forth. Get some food in and so forth. Now, the European Jew don't want none of that because he wants to starve them out. He wants to kill them. He wants to eliminate them. And remember what I said last week. Remember what I said. They're, 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 the European Jews along the United States, Britain and so forth, they're going to pay another Arab country to take in the Palestinians take in the Palestinians, give them some area, help them build there, get them out of Palestine. There is no more Palestine. It is Israel. It is Israel. Yet it is it is with those without affection, emotion. Oh, okay, I read that. They can continue to... Uh, Let me, and they continue this unprovoked cultural side because they know that in order for them to succeed in their crusade for global domination, we of all people must be culturally eradicated. For we are the first, the original genius that made all that is knowledgeable of natural, excuse me, that is knowledgeable of natural universal order to ourselves and the world. And in virtually every way imaginable, we are their opposites. Just like black, white, <laughs> good, evil. <laughs> We're the opposites. Cultural side flows, cultural side follows the evolutionary dictates of Eurocentric political science. It follows a scientifically sanctioned and applied ideology of supremacy that is compelled to define the last but best order for them to be of worth and most right. Accordingly, we must be led and then led ourselves to forget both the trauma and the memory of the pain we inflicted by this heinous subhuman act we have reconceptualized as the Ma'afa. No matter what we do to ourselves or each other as a result of it, we must remember that cultural side is something done by others against us. Let me repeat, let me repeat that. No matter what we do to ourselves or others as a result of this situation, we must remember that cultural side is something done by others against us. It is a process initiated, enhanced, and consistently reinforced by others. It is a natural, unsuppressed outcome of the Ma'afa. Its initial, most destructive stages corrupt and nullify a people's culturally correct social institutions, disconnecting them from their essence and leaving them without a credible natural source of energy, truth, and inspiration. Th these 
evolved to take on a more sophisticated life of their own in the minds of a people who willingly, though unwittingly, become caught up in the rapture of their own destruction. The goal, of course, is to remove people with a decent working African memory from the Western social cultural landscape. We repeat, this definition is no way implies that this greatest of human atrocities is anywhere near completion. That's right. It ain't done. It's still the process. No assault against African people in this growing insanity can ever be final until we are no more. That is the whole objective. Eliminate African people. Knowing this, we can never succumb to fleeting thoughts of surrender and resignation. Those who know who we are are the culmination of the power of African people. We must know and always act on the, our historical fact that we, that one of our finest qualities is our resilience. It is a cultural characteristic proven time and countless times again. So to speak of the Ma'afa is not defeatist or being stuck in the past. Our our recognition (laughs) our recognition of the extent of the damage successfully committed against our nation is meant to provide the the broadest picture of the assault and to give a clearer understanding of what happened and is happening so that centered Africans will understand the magnitude of what we have committed ourselves to reverse. In the process, it teaches us the traditions and the sanity to which we must fully return if we are to once again claim an African sanity. If we are, to, if we are too weak to stomach the intent and effects of our own sworn enemy, how can we ever expect to stop and reverse them? Deculturalization, family. Deculturalization is the aspect outcome of culture side. It is the process whereby a people, number one, are taken out of their natural cultural environment. Number two, are placed in an alien, an alienated one that is counter and against their own. Number three, are forced to adapt and internalize as their own this alien culture's beliefs its values, its technology, its methodology, its imperatives, and its aspirations. Number four, come to accept this decisively foreign personality as their own. And number five, fully reject everything of meaning, fully reject everything of meaning. Which they ascend from and therefore their essence and their selves. Yeah, family. Yep. Deculturalization's first three stages are the outcome of external enemy forces. The last two are orchestrated by the effects engendered and generated within the false consciousness created within the victims through a dysfunctional, self-destructive, disempowering socialization. This false consciousness naturally manifests itself in whatever new institutions and community these people create for themselves within the bounds of the negative, limiting definitions given them of themselves by their oppressors. In no social transformation 
are the stages mutually exclusive or without meaningful connection. They, too, are epigenetic. Within the five stages of deculturalization present here, the stage at which a people is most dramatically and effectively transformed into something other than themselves is the third stage. And the third stage is are forced to adapt. We are forced to adapt and internalize as their own this alien culture's beliefs, its values, its its technological methodologies, imperatives, and aspirations. Man. It It is during this period when they have been separated from their source long enough to begin a confused alien space. People and standard with their own home, hope, and vision. Here, menticide finds a welcome home. It does. Often, though, there are even more horrific results for the human psyche of the vanquished than simple self-confusion. Often, they find that the torture given by their undeniable mirror images, the hateful force with which they are slammed against themselves by those who work toward their self-negation and the disarming deception of the occupying cultures universalizing. Yes, that's the European everything. It's universal. Everybody. Yeah, everybody does what I want to be done. Everybody does what I want to do. These universalizing theories cause them to seek escape into a delusion that will carry them toward the denial of any cultural direction. Within our community, these special individuals totally refuse to accept the possibility that they are thinking and acting within the social context of an of any culture at all. Next to actually committing suicide, this is the worst stage of deculturalization because it allows deeply self-hating Africans to believe that there is truly no such thing as culture. For them, culture actually comes to be defined as whimsical and idiosyncratic without logical, lasting basis or purpose. Worst of all, when not seen as European origin, it is seen as regressive and harmful to self-expression and identity. Having been caught in the deadly avalanche of racist hatred created by the icicled mines forged within the unforgiving caves of the Earth's last massive glacier, such individuals have become rootless. They have rejected the unequivocal significance of culture to their very existence, all the while held captive to a horribly anti-African cultural beliefs and practice. This is what has happened to us, family. This is the deal. We're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll go a bunch of phone lines. See some new numbers here I'm glad to see. Hope you'll stay around and join conversation. Love to have conversation, right? Yes. A couple jumped off already. Come on, y'all. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Cause, you know, we love we love you though. 
We love the fact that you call. You know, we really do. Appreciate it. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. Thank you, family. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at time for an awakening at gmail.com. Thank you. 
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Once again, dear brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. I tell you, it's glad to be here. That's um, Ronnie Jordan from the uh, Antidote album, After Hours, Ronnie Jordan. Yeah. So, Brother brother Research West, it's good to see you still out there doing your thing. You like Just like you said, you're out there still kicking it. And, of course, he sent me some good information, as always, you know. the program information that he sent me because it's very pertinent now I tell you <laughs> the evilness of this, this society it, and it is very evil and all the things that they're doing now I, I'm, I'm talking about globally Kwaku said, I won't be able to communicate. Oh, okay. Okay, Kwaku. I see you there, my brother. You there to listen? That's all good, too. Um, we have a caller. 505-505-514. Good afternoon. Is that me? That's you. Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> Is this Baba... Man, me, man, how have you been? Me and Kwaku were talking about you, man. We tried to call you. And so when I saw that you, you were on this morning in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I was elated, man. I was like, wow, man, thank God. How you been? Listen, I'm doing better than most, man. You okay. know, this is the most exciting time of my 82 years. Right this, on, this, brother. This, this, this phase that we're in now as a, as a people, black folks, African-Americans, whatever you want to call them, man. Yes, I mean, we're the only ones I've done, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the process of trying to write a memoir, which is okay. very difficult. Okay. Gerald Horn, people like that, 35, 40 books. I can't even get two chapters together in one, in, just in one, one memoir. I mean, it's unbelievable. I've been a, traveling around. Going back to the old neighborhood, man, meeting half the cats are dead, all the ball players yeah. just about dead. Yeah. My boy Roger Brown, his son, he got a grandson named Hudson Mays. He plays for uh he's a junior. They're trying to have him as the second coming of his grandfather, Roger Brown, which is ridiculous. But that's the media trying to put all that on his young boys. I mean, there's so much shit going yeah. on, man. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna name they're gonna name the street after Roger, the street he in Indianapolis, where, is that in Indianapolis or is that in no, 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 New York? Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Okay, he right. He's from Brooklyn. Right. Roger's okay. from Brooklyn, but I mean, it's OG man. Since I saw you, since I saw you, man, there's so much stuff going on, man. I've been on the trail. I mean, I don't even know where to start, man. I'm I'm so excited. Right on. Well, I'm glad I that mean, you're there, uh, brother. I'm glad that you're there to witness it. No, no, I'm glad no, you're there in good health, man. I see, I see what's the name? Kwaku tried to call me while I was trying to call you. I saw okay. his number pop up. But, you know, you know, this tech, I still haven't uh, got, got, gotten down with this tech, tech technician totally, man. But, okay. But listen, 
all I can tell you, I don't want to take up, I don't want to take up your time. But all I want to tell you, I'm alive and well. Great, People thank been you. People calling me thank because you. I lost, I lost my other phone riding horses. One of my, one of my horses died. Oh. So I mean, Oh. But anyway, it's good. It's good. But listen, the black people, the conscious people, people like you, the stuff that you just read, I haven't heard this talk in a, in a couple of months because I've been running here from here, North Carolina, you name it. Been to Germany. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay, right on. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, right on, Baba. I'm having fun, man, but it's, but it's dangerous. We some mm-hmm. dangerous people, Chief. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. I, I got the whole picture. I, I thought I had it. These people have to do what they're doing in order for them to survive. We don't need them. We don't. Brother. We don't need Bible, these motherfuckers for no, nothing. For nothing. We don't. You know what I'm I mean, but just out here, there's a big Native population. You know, the Rappahoes, the Patches. The, mm-hmm. You know, I've been talking to a lot of these. You see, my mother supposed to be Cherokee. I was trying to check that out. You know, okay. that was always a story. But okay. I had to try, to try to get the research on that. But let me tell you something. These kids back east on the East Coast, the rap game that I'm not really into it, I'm, I'm not that crazy about, but these kids have a way of expressing themselves, these, these rap kids, because we don't have we don't we don't have nothing, we don't offer them nothing. See, you come out here, especially you go to these native reservations, res, they call them res, uh, res okay. reservations, Indian reservations. Uh-huh. They're all about rap. They got Indian rap. There's a station, FMX, 24 hours. Indian information, you you name it. They're on twenty four hours, Monday to Friday. Anybody right on. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. You don't get all that back east and and, and other. No. But out here, I mean, I'm I'm in I'm on, I'm I'm in Indian land. Right, right. You in New Mexico? Yeah. You see, mm-hmm. and these people are turning me on so much, but they everybody want to be like us. <laughs> 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 and I tell them, you can take, I said, don't take the negative stuff p- p- of us. Mm-hmm. Take the conscientious shit about yeah, us. Yeah, that's me? right. Gotta, that's right. They got to start out with the simple stuff before they can arrive at the conscious shit. Uh-huh. See? That's but right. Dennis Banks and Russell Means, I met this cat's grandkids, man. Dennis Banks, grandkids. Okay, Russell Means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell Means, grandkids. Yeah, yeah. right I on. Mean, I mean, they, they, I mean, and when you come through here, and because see, you can't go on the res unless you're invited by a native. You just okay. can't walk on there. They got their own government. Right on. But when you get on there, man, it's like you lecturing. People come from out everywhere. We want to talk mm-hmm. to you, man. I said, wait a minute, man. Mm-hmm. I'm no alien. I'm not from New York. Uh-huh. You know? That's but right. Listen, man. All I can tell you, man. You keep on doing what you're doing, man. And tell, tell, quick, uh, I'm gonna call him back. Later on, because I'm going to listen to the, I don't want to take up all the show, man, because I want to hear what these people are saying, because I don't get the kind of information that I need to keep me going until I put this, put, till I put this on, this, this well, station I, on. I'm your, your always, I, well, Bob, I'm going to be here for you, man, always, yeah, man, as so best is, I can, man, you know it, for sure. Yeah, In fact, so but this, is the number, this, this is my number for now, because I lost my phone. Okay, this is your new number. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so listen, you go on, I'm going to listen to the rest of the station, just Carry on. You're doing a hell of a job, believe me when I tell you. All right, dear brother. I appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot, Baba. Good to hear your voice, man. Okay. It really is. Yeah, go ahead. All right, man. Peace. Yeah, man. Yes. Peace out. All right. And, and you know, Baba was listening almost every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And and he came to Atlanta to visit his brother and me and Kwaku, you know, 
went and got him and lunch, got him around and so forth. It was great to see him, great to meet him. It's always great to meet the people that who are our constant callers and uh, brothers and sisters who uh, listen to this program. I mean, after I've been on for quite a few years. That's right, nine years, family. I've been here in Atlanta nine years, and I started this radio program right before I left Milwaukee. You know, well, I wasn't on uh, Time for an Awakening. You know, I wasn't even on Blog Talk Radio. I wasn't even on Blog Talk Radio. I got on Blog Talk Radio thanks to my good sister, Queenie Farmer. May God be pleased with her. Oh, man. Queenie Farmer. Yeah. And then, um, then she made a transition. And uh, Brother Ralph. Brother Ralph got, got got me the hookup, man, with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard, and uh, it's been great. And I'm I'm very happy to be able to broadcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm very honored to do so. I'm very honored to come into you. Let me come into your phones, your earphones, <laughs> your telephone, your radio, your computer, whatever how you get this program. I'm honored, and what I try to do is raise the consciousness of our people, is to put something on our minds to get us to think outside of the imposed boundaries that the European, the Caucasian, the cracker has put on our minds. Release that vice grip. Release that vice grip. So I'm so very thankful to Baba being here. Uh, Okay. Um, Brother Research West sent me a nice piece. I don't know if I should read this one now or just take some calls. If you want to give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a dealing with uh, population control, which, of course, we talked about uh, on this program. We, we talk about everything. We talk about all the things that come against African people, not just in this country, but globally, but globally. And uh, the population control policy is a global, global thing. And if you remember, I mentioned the fact that um, what's his name? Talking about population control. Bill Gates and uh, he was addressing, I don't know if it was a TED Talk or whatever the hell it was. He was addressing an audience and he said, we have developed vaccines that will assist us in population control. Stunned my ass because I thought vaccines were always about, you know, preventing disease, not population control but helping the population to strengthen and to develop more people, healthier people. That's what I always thought. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? (laughs) Population control. But yeah. Yeah. That's what Europeans are about. Not their population, because their population is consistently going down. And they understand that. And, and, and the world 
was privy to that for those who didn't know. I know we always knew. But for those who did not know or had some misconceptions, it became clear at the early onset of the pandemic or as some like to call it the plandemic. Because European populations are older and they have more you know, uh, preconditions. And so you've seen Europeans in uh, various countries just taking a serious ass hit. You know, serious hit. You know, as I said, even today, I said, I think I said it today, but I know I said it recently that the populations in Africa were not hit severely because they're young. Yeah, I said it today. They've been outside getting vitamin D so they weren't, you know, subjugated to the pandemic as deeply as some other places were. And they were. And we're not. And that's, <laughs> brothers and sisters, listen to me, please. That is the fact that our population is young. The fact that we have a landmass. Just like Baba said, we don't need nobody. We don't need the help from nobody. We have everything we need. We have Africans who have been educated in various fields. We have Africans who are able-bodied and intelligent to deal with farming, to deal with agriculture, to deal with uh, construction, to deal with roads, to deal with whatever, whatever it is that we need on a continent, we can link it up, we can hook it up. Get rid of them damn Arabs, get rid of them damn Indians, get rid of them Chinese, get rid of them Caucasians, get rid of everybody's ass, and we have the right to do so. If, if, if some European Jews who can claim that that shit is over there, that Palestine was theirs because a God said so, and then the United Nations said, yeah, I agree with you. Because at the time, brothers and sisters, the reason why a lot of those Europeans were agreeing with it, because they were Christians. And what, is it, what does it say within the Christian religion? That you support Jerusalem. You support Israel. You support them. Because by supporting that, hopefully that uh, Jesus will return soon. <laughs> Shit. You support them. I remember when that shit first jumped off. I don't know about you, but I was talking with some Caucasians on my on the fire department who believed that who believed that shit. You know, and I'm talking about this is the early '80s. So the prophecy was when Israel's 40 years. So 1988, 1948, 1988, 40 years. Prophecy gonna start jumping off like you wouldn't believe. They were looking for the rapture. They were looking for this. They were looking for that. There were some doomsday uh, 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 cults that that sprung up. That one that was out out west killed everybody in their Nikes or Pumas or whatever the hell they had on. It didn't happen. Some of those other religions, like the Jehovah Witness and. Seven Day of Venice or whoever else, all these doomsday predict. No family. 
That's bull. It's not going to happen. It's not going. The only thing that can happen and should happen is us as African people coming together, throwing off the yokes of oppression, throwing off all the ignorance, all the stupidity, and coming together. Coming together. Begin to trust one another, believe in one another, work with one another, build with one another. Take the land with the with the brothers and sisters on the continent. Work together, learn together, train. We do work. It's not like uh, 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 when we came to Liberia and we thought we was better because some of us had been in the Americas for a few hundred years and we got mixed with crackers so our skin wasn't as dark as theirs, as our brothers and sisters there, but the Africans there thought they were better because they had never been enslaved, but they were colonized. The European took their shit. No, brothers and sisters, as it relates to the Europeans, damn them. Understand what has happened. Let us come together and understand that we work as one. We support one another. The cultural genocide that I just read from Baba Baruti. And once again, I look forward to next Monday. Baba Baruti will be my guest. And uh, believe me, we're going to have a, a great time. I'm quite sure that you'll be listening. And I hope that you do. Because it's always an honor to have Baba Baruti on the program. You know, I think one would have to agree at this stage of our lives, he's the most articulate on the issue for African people there is. I mean, you may not agree. I understand that. You may have others. You may have those who are religious, those who uh, may have other philosophical or uh, other methods or terminologies and whatever. But to me, the most sound doctrine, the most logical for Africans to embrace, to propel ourselves in to the rest of this 21st, almost <laughs> almost 30 years of this century is almost gone and wasted. Twenty thirty coming up. Ain't no significance about 2030 or 2040. Ain't no significance about any of that. Brother Paul, Brother Paul, how you doing? Good morning, good afternoon to you, Baba Ochi, and how are you today? I am well, my brother. I'm doing well. Good to hear your voice, man, as always. Yes, sir. Ditto. It's good to hear your voice too, mm-hmm. Baba Ochi. It's always uplifting. Uh, start of a new day, you know, we give thanks and, uh, you know, give thanks for all of all of our lives. It's precious. It's I precious. Say, I say. Yeah. Baba, I want to touch on something here, which is uh, a little concerning. But uh, mm-hmm. are you familiar with its um, organization in South Africa called um, Operation Dujula? D-U-D-U-L-A. No. Okay. Well, the reason why I'm I'm making reference to it is something which uh, I read about a little while ago, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, it comes back uh, to mind because uh, South Africa. There's some um, 
pushback in South Africa. Okay. Uh, for um, they're they uh, raising concerns internationally about what's happening in um in in in, in, in yeah in Palestine yeah in, in mm-hmm. Palestine yeah mm-hmm. Gaza around the Gaza Strip and the conflict between sure. uh the Israelis and Hamas. Right. And it's interesting. Um, there was a commentator I was watching. I don't know if you've ever watched RT, uh, Russian, uh, but it's uh, it's kind of similar to Al Jazeera. It gives okay. um okay. A quite, quite. Uh, it's, 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 it's Russian, it's Russian, but but that shouldn't put a conscious person off because, you know, you pick you pick sure. the sense out of nonsense. Exactly. You know what I'm I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah, hey, you, know, it... you know, Brother Paul, I listen to everything, everybody. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. doesn't make sense for African people. And if it does, I'll deal with it. If it's not, you know, I'll pass it by. That's how it is. That's how I yeah, am. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's my standpoint as well. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my standpoint. I listen yeah. to everything and everybody, yeah. man. Yeah. I, just, I just pick the things that are nonsense. What well, don't make no sense to me, <laughs> I just leave right there. And exactly. I just pick, pick the stuff. <laughs> And keep Sense on moving, man. That's how we do fall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I'm listening to this. Um, I forget. I, I, well, I, I, I can't remember the woman's name, but she's she's some um, official there. And she's putting it out that, you know, um, that to boycott all Israeli goods. They're making it official. Mm. Um, they've recalled their um, ambassadors from right. um, um, Israel. Mm-hmm. And they've shut down the embassy in South Africa, apparently. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I heard about this. Yeah. You know I mean? mm-hmm. uh, and I think the other African country to do that is, um, oh man, it slips my mind now. Okay. I, I got it written down somewhere. But there's another, I think that the, um, there was another African country did that. And then they're the second African country to take that stance officially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I find a bit of a contradiction, contradiction, right, is that in South Africa, you got this group called. Um, the, 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 the members of this thing called Operation Dudula, D-U-D-U-L-A, right? Okay. And it's, an op- it's a group which has formed to kick out all the immigrants, right? Mm. Now, the thing is, right? This, it's, it's a group, hold on, hold on. It's a group that was formed in South Africa to kick out immigrants in South Africa. Yeah. Right. Oh, like yeah. Nigerians, to kick out Nigerians and kick out Ghanaians who've been getting jobs. Because I remember they were talking about uh, 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 these Africans that were getting jobs because, you know, and, and, and how, even, how, how easy it is for the Caucasians who set that shit up by not educating the people to bring in Africans from other parts of the continent, you know, and, 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 and then start talking about um, uh, what is that? What is that phrase? Um, you know, I'll, it'll come to me. But anyway, now challenging them and, and trying to kill them, trying to kill Nigerians, trying to kill Ghanaians for well, getting well, these jobs. Well, let let let, let me fool fool you in with this group, man. Because okay, but to be honest, Baba, I, I I sometimes anyway. Let me let me just fill you in some some of the facts of this group. Apparently, it was launched in two thousand and twenty one in Soweto. Right. Okay. With branches all across the country, um, it was it was conceived by the South African youth activists in order to address crime and drug usage in Gutang province's communities. Okay. 
However, today the movement is better known for calling mass deportation of undocumented migrants, blocking immigrants from accessing healthcare, raiding businesses belonging to foreign nationals and forcing their shops to close. The Osi the, the Zulu word, the Isi the, the Zulu word, Dudula, means to push out, denoting por, um, pushing foreigners out of the country um, back to their countries of origin. Now, you've just um, articulated exactly what's going on. Now, we're not talking about foreign people from Europe, you know. Right. You understand? Right. They're talking about other Africans, right? <laughs> They're not talking about no Europeans. They're right. talking about Africans in South Africa, right? right? Now, you know, uh, to go That's on crazy. to this further, uh, um, uh, illustrate this article. It says that they they they're looking to form uh, in 2024. I think they've got their uh, general elections, yeah, and they're looking to form a political party. Not only are they looking to put a, a form a pol- political party. They also suggest in their manifesto that they're willing to go to war with those foreigners of oh, Africa. What they say in their manifesto. Now, this is the point. I know a lot of people ain't going to like this, right? But to tell the truth, right, this to me is the same nonsense, right, which spreads through not just South Africa, many of our communities. Yes. This xenophobic. Yes. This self-serving yeah. idealism. You've got it with um, African descendants of slaves. It's the same thing. It's no different. Right. I don't want no one to promise any different because I've been, I've been watching that character. She used to come on WOL, um, that Breaking Brown character. I right. forget her name. The right. lesbian woman. I know right? you're talking about. I know she, you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. I forget mm-hmm. her name, but she used to come on. And I used to listen to her before they started coming mm-hmm. out with their nonsense. Yeah. And then you got the other rest of the the, the crazy mm-hmm. crazy people. But the bottom line is. This is not just unique to them. You've got it all over the place. And what I can't get, right, is that, I'm, can you imagine, I mean, what is going on? Soweto, you know, where Soweto faced the most um, racism and murderous apartheid from the Europeans, from the Boers, from the Dutch, from the English, yeah? And now they're looking to kick out their own African brothers. This I know. is the madness. It's madness, man. It's right? crazy, yes. This- this is the, this is the, this, we suffer. Now, I know, I know what you say, Baba Ochi, and you say, you've said, you say this term, you say, leave it, um, blame at the white man's door. But for me personally, for me, and I have to say this out loud, because I, I don't think I'm a fool, man. I've been re watching this thing. My favorite book of all time is Chancellor Williams' book, The Destruction of the Black Civilization. And, and in that book, for me personally, it basically articulates our problem. Right, and our problem is this: we don't learn from the past. We just, we it's like, it's almost as if, right, we just make things up and we don't really learn, and therefore we continually make the same mistakes. Exactly. No matter what we say, we're just continually making the same mistakes. Yeah. And the biggest mistake we make is turning on each other, and we do do that. And I, and I'm sorry to say this, but I'll stick with this. We've been doing this before the white man come and even before the arrow come. We've been doing this for some strange reason, right? You know, okay, you know, there's no group who lives in perfect utopia. You're going to have your differences. You're going to have your struggles. You're going to have your conflicts. But the reality of it is the world today has made us the prime enemy because they want to steal and annihilate us so that they can get what we have.
and everything else. Yes. And we don't seem to want to walk back to that. Yeah. We don't want to seem to say, okay, whatever our differences, right? And we have differences, man. We do. I, I'm not a fool. We but have superficial. We are not. We do have same. differences, but but brother Paul, they're superficial. They're weak. They're there's excuses. Well, I well, tell you this, Baba Ochi. Let me just say this, yeah, about differences, yeah. There's some people I talk to, right? I don't argue with them anymore. I used to because of my temperament. I used to just get in madhouse arguments and want to kill and fight. But I don't do that anymore. Right? I have to hey, be honest brother. with you. I do, man. I seriously, man. I was like a serious hothead. I just want to fight and kill. But the bottom line is I've got over that now. I've become past that. So what I'm saying now, what I do now, when I analyze what they're saying, right, I really, I just walk away. I just, I just take it on the chin and just leave it. Because some of us, like you rightfully say, are totally out of our mind. Yeah, and you, when I say differences, I know when I talk to some of them, yeah, I can't sit with them and I can't do nothing with them. I have to be honest with you. I listen to them carefully. And then, look, a, a, a friend put me in this group, this religious group, right? And if you see them, they post on this group. And I dare not even challenge them in any way. It's totally, look, look, Baba Ochi, I see it, man. Women and men, and they're without color. They put some crazy ass madness on this group, and I'm thinking in 2023, the access to information you you can't see what's going on, and you're still pumping that nonsense. I can't work with these people. I have to leave them. I have to leave them because they will end up killing me. They will end up terminating me through their mad ideologies and their their psychopathic natures. So why am I going to work with it? Why? I think we have to come to that that realization, man. And Baba Ochi, we can see it all around us. Some of these misleaders, right? Them, some of these misleaders are here on your side of the pond. They're yeah. being called out, and people say you need to call them out. But call them out and what? Them same misleaders will have you sent to the gas chambers, okay? And you want me to link with them? I ain't linking with them. Sorry. It's clear to see today, clear, clear, clear. Some of us are our own worst enemy. I don't. I know you don't like that statement. No, I don't. You know I don't, brother. I know. I know what you mean. Some of us are so lost, right? Yeah. Some of us are so lost. Baba Ochi, look. The reality of it is this: yeah, in in America where you live, you have a clear history of people who have come into organizations and betrayed the organization to the point that people have been killed. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you can't ask me to link with those people. I'm not linking with them. Okay, I'm not holding hands with them or uniting with them because they true. will have me killed too. Yeah. Right? You have. I, I, I've, look, I ain't speaking out of turn here, Baba Ochi. I heard it on WOL. There's a, a man who used to phone WOL all the time, and he said he's read all the papers which the FBI put out on Jesse Jackson. He used to come and help I'm not speaking out of turn. He said he read them, right? And he, he pointed out Jesse Jackson as the man who said, who stood by um, uh, our Martin Luther King and, and watched his death. That was a part of a setup. He was part of it. Yeah. I'm not speaking out. I heard yeah. this on the bill. The no, man used to come on all the time. Let me, let me say this. Let me say this, but I don't want you to stop your flow, Paul. But let me say this. You were right, because Jesse did. But yet we still accept him. Right. Al Sharpton did. He was an informant. We still accept him. Right. The fact is, let me say it this way. The fact is, we don't have the ability, because we don't take the ability to include or exclude. We don't take the ability to punish those traitors. To, ex, to, I, to ostracize I, I those traitors so they can still do the hell they've done and get away with it and still get what? perks. Right. 
So, so what I'm saying to you, Baba Ochi, with all due respect, you are my elder and I maximum respect you to the maximum because I know you're real. But hear the truth. I ain't linked in with them people because them people have me killed as well. They can go to hell in a handcart for all I care, right? Because I'm not one of those Negroes who you come in and, and people say, oh, you know what he did? If, if I know what you did, I'm moving away from you. I got you. You're right. Me too. I want to challenge you and take you on and not at you. But I've moved away from that. So I'll just say, listen, man, I ain't holding hands with him. He can go to hell in a handcart for all I care. I and that's how I feel about Negroes who sell us out. They can go to hell. Okay? That's how I feel. And I have to put it out there because that's how, that's how I feel. I'm not linking hand with these people. They're worse than my enemy. Okay? That's how I feel about it. Right? I love truth and I love people who are real. I will be the most low soldier to them. But if I know you're a damn stinking seller, you can go to hell. And I want everybody to know that's how I feel because that's how I feel. And I ain't linking hands, I ain't right. smiling with you, and I ain't being your friend. Simple as that. I agree. I agree with you, Paul. I, I, my, it's my feeling. It's my feeling. I, I You know, I don't smile. In somebody's in face. Time, because we got people selling us out left, right, yeah. and center. Right. They're our problem, man. And we got we got to grow up and realize we got to take a stand. We got to. Demons. We got to take a stand. We got to. On principle, on integrity, on honesty, on, you know, on, on the ability for us to move ourselves forward. We have to take that stand. So I'm saying. I'm saying. So I'm saying, Bubba, so in all reality, yeah, I know there's truth among us, and we got some fantastic people among us, real. But unfortunately, we got some devils and demons yes, too. And they we have do. to be, we do have, I'm just going to call it, we have to do some house cleaning. Mm-hmm. We have to tidy up our own house before we go out there and defend anything. We have to do some house cleaning. Yeah. That's it. Yep. I hear you, bro. Well, listen, I'm going to take a couple calls. You stay with us, Brother Paul, okay? You stay with us, man. But um, brother Irv, good afternoon. Brother Oshi, good afternoon. How are you, my brother? Uh, I'm doing fine, man. Brother, brother Paul's got me, man. <laughs> yeah, brother Paul went. He went all in. He just he went yeah. all in because um, uh, he he he's speaking truth, man. Yeah. He's speaking truth. Uh, we could say a lot of adjectives as to what how we feel about what he said. It was fire. It was truth. It was a lot of things. But what what brother Paul understands. And I think the reason why he gets, and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, he gets so emotional about it, is because this is painful work. What, yeah. what we're doing is painful. It it's is. very painful, Bob. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it really it's not a walk is. in the park. Mm. It, 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 you pay a price. You pay a price to be a, a revolutionary, to be a, a liberator. You pay a price, and sometimes that price may be your life. Uh, they'll take your money. They'll take your respect. They'll take your... Everything yeah. that you have, your reputation, and I mean, look at these people. You can always find something wrong with everybody, but the reality is, we need, we actually need these people to, to to make sure that we know that's not what we want to be. Everybody has to walk their own journey to get where we're trying to go in this in this journey of liberation and self determination. So uh, these people are going to exist. We as a, as a people have to understand how to deal with it. I mean, I tell people, I'm, I'm going to Africa, first thing, and black people, uh, what you going to Africa for? You, 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 they don't even like you. And see, that's the separation that this country has put into our brains and indoctrinated into us. They don't like you. So you're not like them. You're like us. 
until we don't need you anymore. Then all of a sudden, uh, you become something other than what we are because we are Americans. And this country was made for me and you. It's your <laughs> land and it's my land. Yeah. All that's a joke. Yeah. All that's, all that's a lie. All that is it, it, it's hypocrisy at its highest. And, and, and Brother Paul understands that. Uh, Brother, uh, Brother O.C., I heard Brother Jay on the Paul Nelson show this morning. And okay. he really sounded, he sounded really good. Uh, he represented very well. And, and I love listening to Brother Jay. He, he represented. He really did. Right he said some very powerful things. And uh, I love that, to hear someone who calls our show and, and get on another show and represent. Right on. And stick to what they know is right. You know, because Carl Nelson had a cat on there that was, he was, going, he was waffling so much, I thought I was at the Waffle House. You know?
You see Jesse Junior. You see Jesse Junior all the time. Now yeah, is this Jesse is this the nut job that got convicted of fraud right. of, of yeah, Right. Those two are the political. Those are the political. Because I think the the youngest son, Jonathan, pretty smart cat. I would uh-huh. say he's much smarter than his his brother Jesse Junior. Mm-hmm. Is now the congressman out of sh- Chicago. But the brains, the mm-hmm. real deal, the money man is Yusef Jackson. Mm-hmm. And you never, you never, never ever hear Jesse really talk about Yusef. But Yusef is the one who made the family millionaires. And that's why it pissed me off when the pork chop chicken eating pimp preacher, yeah, I said it, mm-hmm. he comes to black people and asking them to give a donation to help his black ass because he got all time. Yeah. He got to be out of his mind with the type of money his family got to ever ask black people for money the way he done pimped us. Yeah. They got a distributed ship, I think, of either Pepsi or Coke. You know what oh, is that right? I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know that. But I know that through uh, 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 Push, which is a national organization that he created. You know, and, and that's the toy money, Oshi. The real, the real money is the shakedown money from threatening the boycotting the corporations oh, yeah. and all of that. Oh yeah. Where they got the distributorship and all of the other other stuff and then they make the donation to the to the front to push right but if they they have to have that they have to have that to legitimize that 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 negro got all i mean that's the ancestors punishing his ass and that's good but see but see but see, and Sharpton and the rest of them Negroes. Yeah. They don't care nothing about black folk. No. Let me leave you with this one. Sharpton. The children. Jay, you got cut off. Jay, you got cut off. Jay, you got cut off. Go ahead. That's it. Let me say this. Sharpton ain't smart enough or the children to do his thing the way that Jesse has financially. And he pissing black folks on get a million dollars for being the president of of, of and, and flying first class and all of that. I believe if I first class, the best I can do is business. These people are absolutely pimps. <laughs> the best That's I right. the I best say, I could do is the best I could do, Jay. The best I could do is stand by. Just hope I get on the plane, okay? But hey, no, hey, man. But yeah, but 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 Jesse. And I'm too big for 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 the of commercial scene, so I gotta upgrade the business to be a little comfortable. And you know, I just I just don't got it in me to go first class. I leave that to Ralph. Ralph, <laughs> my brother, should do first class. Well, you know I what, think. Ralph deserved first class, man. <laughs> Him and Irv. Why yep. am I leaving Irv out of this equation? <laughs> him, him and Irv are the only ones that can do first class. Yeah. They go into Africa first class. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But so the reality yeah. is this. Jesse, he used his position to do his thing 
and kept a lot of black people in the dark about it. But if you really want to understand the Jesse Jackson family, do some research on Yousef Jackson. Okay. All right. All right, Jay. Sorry for cutting in on you, Irv, no. but I, I just wanted to tell you thank you for acknowledging my greatness <laughs> on the call, both you know. <laughs> my Stop brother. It. Stop it, Jay. Stop. I, but, hey, uh, I want to uh, just say that I'm so glad to hear um, um, Baba on the call, man. I'm telling you, uh, you know, MVP, yeah, Baba Butch. I'm so glad to hear Baba Butch. Jay, you remember Baba Butch from Albuquerque? Yeah, man, I'm sorry I missed the call, man. No, he's, he oh, should man, still I'm be glad. on. He should still be on, man. Hold on. I'm glad the brother is doing, is doing well and he's still here, man. Yeah. You know, it's always good when we hear from brothers and sisters. Now, I, I, when I tuned in, um, your brother... Paul would say that he can't support somebody. Who is that he's saying he can't get with? He said he can't support those uh, cats who, just like what's happening in South Africa, when they are, uh, for anybody, just like what be Jesse Jackson or any other, those who betray our people, who lie to our people, who misuse and abuse our people, he can't support that. He will not sit next to you and go along to get along and shit. He said, I'm not going to deal with it. Just like the ones in South Africa who are talking about uh, in South Africa, those uh, uh, people who are coming in from outside the country. But they're talking about other Africans, Jay. They're talking about Nigerians. They're talking about Ghanaians and other Africans, Cameroonians, who have some education and some expertise. And they're uh, going to South Africa to take advantage of uh, of, of employment opportunities or business opportunities and the South Africans are mad. Well, motherfuckers, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. You should be mad at the cracker. You should be mad at the educational system. That's who you should be mad at. But now you want to be um, mad at these kids. I disagree with you a little bit. Okay, go ahead. I, I, I think, now, I don't know if the PNC is still in existence. Are they? I don't know either. See, I, now, I, no, you see, know I, it was the PNC yeah. and yeah, the ANC right, and Mandela. Because right. I guess both of them got a little scared of the PNC because, you know, the PNC was, you know, doing damage. You know, they would be considered, in a sense, Hamas. And the um, ANC would be considered now the PLO or whatever. You know, that BS. Yeah. But the reality is Nelson went in there and Nelson really ain't get control of the country. And what he did get control of, he did not take it to the next level to educate the people, which is, in all honesty, under those circumstances, real revolutionary. So what has happened is the Negroes that was with Mandela came back to the country, brought their kids who were educated on a certain level because of their, how would you say, affiliation with them being heads and three members. See, and that's the so thing. That's, that's, see, Jay, Jay. There's a certain Jay. disbalance educationally that has happened 
to the point to where as they never went overboard with educating the people. So right. now you have a situation to where as you have these other African countries, members who are educated, coming in and taking advantage of that so-called middle-class bourgeoisie Negro system, and in the process, everyday people are getting hurt. You can't totally blame that on the white man. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. No, I agree with you to an extent, Jay. I definitely agree with you to an extent because they should have prepared the people. But the European, regardless. He's always down with divide and conquer. He's always good at to make sure that we are at each other's throat. Okay? So he's always going to take advantage of that. That's his, that's his thing. Because you know he can't fight straight up. He get his ass whooped straight up. Always now, and, but, but there's one thing I think we all know. There is a segment uh, of, of Europeans, of, of Afrikaners, or Caucasians in South Africa who are armed to the teeth and who would love to kill a whole bunch of us. There are, there are areas in South Africa there, there are areas in South Africa where uh, you are not allowed to be. They have sovereignty in that particular area and, 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 and nowhere on the planet, Jay, as you know, nowhere on the planet can Africans say in, in Russia, in China, in, in Europe, that this is our area, this is our land, and, and we forbid anybody to come on this land. We're going to territorialize ourselves off and declare ourselves self-sufficient. We got water, we got electricity, you know, and, 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 and if anybody do come in to do some work or something, their ass got to be out by sundown. Well, those are the areas, there's like a number of areas like that in South Africa. In South Africa, you know. So I'm saying is that they are down always with divide and conquer. They are down always pitting us against each other, you know? So to me, what the, if, if you wanted some South Africans to take advantage of employment opportunities, business opportunities, why not give them the education and the training? Why would they rely on somebody coming from, when they put the, when they put the information out there, I don't blame anybody from coming the West Africans, the Nigerians, or even East Africans, the Tanzanians, or whoever. They have to have, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. an underclass. They have to have an underclass where they can keep their foot on that net. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. Well, you know, that's, that's I mean, because, because you, that's the kind of societies, that's the kind of societies yeah, that Caucasians Ushi. run. The Caucasians and, and, run a society where underclasses are necessity you have to well, have you cannot have equality you cannot have fairness you cannot have justice we got to have and, and, and some OG, people that oh yeah OG, listen, man negroes negroes like nelson Mandela and the rest of them believe in that sugar honey iced tea let's keep it real man don't make it seem as though those negroes in power are african revolutionaries don't make it seem like they really want to have excellence of excellence on the continent. Nah, man. They want to benefit, just like most Negroes in America, want to benefit 
from your Rugu privilege. I mean, let's let's cut it out. And, and, and the reason why I say that is because as a person who got a little bit of money, there's some benefits in having a little bit of money. I ain't gonna lie to you. I understand that. You know, I ain't got a little and, bit and of money, but I understand that, that Jay. I ain't like you, but I understand that, no, especially I'm in a, not, especially I, in a, especially in a capitalist society, especially in a capitalistic society. You so have it, more latitude, you have more freedom. Of course it is. Of course it is. Okay, so what did I tell you? Yeah. They got to be an underclass. And unfortunately, when Nelson Mandela came into office, he didn't prioritize certain things, and now it's coming back to bite him in the ass. That's all. That's just well, okay. That's okay, let me, let me, let me. Let, Jay, let me let me let me get Paul in here. Jay, go ahead, brother Paul. Baba yeah. Ochi, yeah. Uh, you know, I heard this argument about uh, Nelson Mandela quite a few times from others, but the, the truth of the matter, and what I was trying to, uh, um, the point I was trying to make is, in right now in October of 2023, you got an official who's willing to uh, pull out the um, representatives of Israel shut down the embassy, which is a serious step to take, to shut down an embassy in your country, right, and defend the Palestinian people, right? But while at the same time, you've got an organization in your country, right, was willing to attack Africans and even talks about in their constitution going to war with other Africans, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That is the point. That is so crazy, right? And to me... Personally, that ain't got nothing to do with Nelson Mandela at all. That is to do with the psyche where we find ourselves today in in right now in this time. I ain't blaming Nelson Mandela for that. Yeah. I because that pattern I see all over the place. And that ain't got nothing to do with Nelson Mandela. That's to do with our own psyche and where we see ourselves and find ourselves right here and now today. And me personally, I ain't blaming no one. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and asking myself the question, what can I do better? I say, I agree, Paul. I agree, my man. Well, listen, I, I, I'm, the clock on the wall, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I appreciate you, Paul. Uh, Baba. Baba Butch? Yeah. Thank yeah. you, man. It's good to see. Man, it is really good to hear your voice. Good to see your number up on the screen. Appreciate you, man. Hope to be, hope you'll be listening. Have uh <clears throat> You've been doing well? Yeah, listen, like I said, everything, see, that's what I've been missing because I was out running around. I'm all over the place. Everything them cats, Paul from England, everything, yeah, I missed that. I I need that. (laughs) I need that. That's right on. Over here. I mean, we all, we all, see, the thing is, we just got to go, see, we don't need these people. We never did. That's why. That's why they, they game is segregation and cutting mm-hmm. people's feet off when they escape slavery. There's a problem. If, 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 if You know, people that you don't fear, you don't have to do that to. They know right. our potential better than we do. Right. That's what blows my mind, man. I hear you. You see? And, and, and we don't need these people, man. John Henry Clark said, we got to, we got to, <laughs> he was talking about the continent of Africa years ago when I used to go to his election. Mm-hmm. Up front, up there, uh, 145 that church he used to election on every Saturday. He said, hey, he said, we got everything that everybody else wants, and we don't even know what to do with That's it. That's right. That's right. I mean, 
Everybody, amazing, everybody, everything everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they don't want to pay for it. That's his quote. They need listen. They quote. need everything. It. They want. They want. Yeah. The, they want. The, uh, there was something about the Nigerian. I said they want the oil, but they don't want the people. Yeah. See, because they yep. can take up. But listen, man, uh, this has been a, a revitalization for me because I ain't heard. I, you know, I've been out running around. I'm trying to put this memoir together before okay. I could get. For those that are, that are out there. Roger Brown's grandson is named Hudson Mays. Hudson Mays. He plays yep. at he plays at the high school in uh, you, what's it uh out there in California on the west coast way out in some okay. beach some beach. Okay. But but check it out. But they're putting too much on this kid already. He's just a baby man. But they're trying to say what what year is he? What year is he? What year is he in high school? I think he's a junior. I think he's a junior. A junior? And junior okay. I've been looking school. for him. We're looking for him. I know. You know, Bronny just made his uh, first year at USC. Unfortunately, he had a heart yeah, situation. Well, he, this kid, mm-hmm. this kid plays with with LeBron's kids. Yeah, he's in that circle. Yeah, but he's just a junior in high school. But the problem is, they putting all this stuff on this. The boy just a he's just a kid. He don't know you. Yeah. Good ball from when I, I never seen him play. Yeah, okay. But like I said, we having a Roger Brown come uh, 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 ceremony. Roger's birthday is May the twenty second, and it's okay. going to be on his block. Prospect Place between Utica and Schenectady. That's going to be the ceremony. Going to rename the studio Roger Brown Way. When is it? On Roger's birthday, May twenty second. Okay, next year. Okay. Well, for those of us, for those brothers and sisters who are listening, go to YouTube, go to YouTube, and put in Roger Brown, uh, uh, Indianapolis Pacers, particularly at the old ABA days. He was outstanding. Roger Brown. When I was back in Brooklyn. Yeah. People asking me all kind of stories about Roger, man, growing up, man, and this. I told him, I said, man, I ain't got enough time to tell you all this <laughs> shit. I got, I got to keep moving. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a tourist now in, in Brooklyn. I'm just passing through trying uh, to gather some information. Right on. I can't be just. It takes me all year to tell you about him. Right on. All right. Yeah, Thanks so a listen, lot. Man, all I can tell you, everybody, all is on point. Yep. I appreciate it, man. Right on, brother. Thanks a lot, Baba. Been looking forward to yes, seeing you on Wednesday. Peace. Uh, Brother Lust, Brother Ted. Hey, hey, hey bro. man. Thank you for my call. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, um, dear brother. Based upon your earlier um, conversational piece, I was wondering, had you ever heard of any reason why of the 54 countries within the continent that there has not been a unification of one uh, uh, one military, one uh, country. Why, why is that not done? Or had maybe well, I'm overlooking well, well, when they when they started to 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 gain independence, uh, Ghana being the first in '57, immediately Kwame Nkrumah called for that. But the okay. idea, but the idea, once they started gaining these independence of of your group. And, 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 and giving you some boundaries, Europeans, all the boundaries that you see were drawn up by Europeans. We did none of that. Okay. And so the European giving you these boundaries, you felt so good about you and maybe your cultural group. I don't like the word tribes. So that you, okay. you didn't think about that. And you thought about what you had within those boundaries. Maybe you had some mineral wealth. Maybe you had some oil, whatever. See, you didn't think about that. But that was being said way back then, just like that piece I was going to play about Muammar Gaddafi. 
He was right. saying that. He was saying when he came into, when he took the leadership of the African Union, he was pushing for that. He was pushing for uh, one military, uh, uh, one uh, currency. And, of course, he was killed because he was verbosely pushing for it, but he had resources to possibly make it happen. And that's why he had to be killed. See? So some of the others who were saying it, but they didn't have, you know, the wherewithal to truly make it happen. See? Okay. But no, no, they said it. I mean, Patrice Lumumba said it. Kwame Nkrumah said it. Uh, Sheikh Andre Jajab said it. Thomas Sankara said it. When, if you look at the strong African leaders, particularly ones who have been killed by the West, that's what they were espousing. That's what they were promoting. They weren't promoting their country. They were promoting okay. one Africa. Because they knew, because okay. they knew by uh, coming together how strong we would be. Yep. Okay. And, and real quick, I know you you tough on, tight on time, but really, um, uh, wanted to point towards uh, Ibrahim Tauri, uh mm. of Burkina Faso. Yes. I mean, he's a, a yes. supposedly new leader. So right. would he, you know, with him being captain of Burkina Faso now, would he start to gravitate towards a unification? Of uh, yes. the Kino Fosco and surrounding countries. But yes. We'll talk more about that again. Okay, my brother. Time. All right, brother Peace. Ted. Have a good day, dear brother. Peace to you. All right. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M I N D, but the M I N E, because under the feet, of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they shown the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep, that means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier, a Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family. <laughs>